Welcome to the House Slinger Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Kroll, and here's where you get the down and dirty Mississippi mud curled Jessup. You can't handle the truth about today's real estate market. So let's get started. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It's December 29th, and uh, I'm not on a plane. I hope you weren't either, because, boy, we've had a little bit of weather move through this country, and it kind of messed up the airlines, and then the computer went kaputty, and next thing you know, we've had a big old mess. But I'm holed up here in the bunker, and we're ready to do some conversating about some real estate. So, uh, what a wild year. I would say it was one of the wildest real estate years I've been in since 2008. Um, and it did not end as bad as 2008 did. Um, I think we're going to be out of this pretty quickly here. Um, basically, we started uh, right on track, still running from the uh, post-COVID um, run-up. And we had a pretty solid run-up the first three, four months of the year and then all of a sudden we fell off a cliff in April May and it was utter silence uh, to the point that buyers weren't even opening emails from me that had new properties in them uh, there was nothing happening and what caused that well the Fed has been raising the overnight rate um, a quarter half point quarter, half point, quarter, half point. Uh, I think they've been moving it too quickly. Um, I think when you are driving something like the United States economy, you have to act like you have a aircraft carrier. Uh, they don't turn on a dime and neither does our economy. So for that to function properly, really what we needed to do was do a little adjustment, see how it reacted. And three months is not long enough in this economy to see how it reacted. And the thing was, they moved it, 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 they moved it. All of a sudden, interest rates shot up to seven and a quarter. And that's what slammed the brakes on the real estate market. Uh, because buyers can't afford this huge appreciation. We've had close to 26% appreciation over the last two years. In the Bay Area. Now you add a seven and a quarter interest rate on top of that, buyers are out of the market. They can't afford to buy. Uh, so at the end of the day, terrible choice on the part of the Fed. They should have done it slower. If they'd called me, I would have told them just move a little bit slower, adjust, see if we're not back on course. If we're not back on course, make another little adjustment, see if we're heading back on course bring it back on course gently. Um, that's not what Jerome Powell and the Fed did. Um, they've made it really clear that they don't really have a great understanding of our economy, uh, listening to them. Uh, they're uh, functioning with a 1970s, 1980s mentality in uh, 2022, 2023, about to be. And that's not healthy for the United States economy, and they've done it wrong. Um However, people still need to live indoors, and that's something that hasn't changed. So how does that all work? Well, the interest rates have 
on mortgages pulled back. And now they're coming in right around uh, without a buy down. Uh, and a buy down is what happens when uh, somebody contributes uh, to buying the interest rate down. There's a couple of ways to do that. Um, a lot of lenders are selling a 2-1 uh, buy down with the idea that um, interest rates are going to come back down in the next year or two and people are going to be able to refinance. Uh, UWM, uh, which is the largest um, mortgage originator out there, um, is actually selling their loans for uh, just not much money because they believe interest rates are going to come down like that. Mm. I've been in this business for 46 years. I've heard that story before. I remember how it ended and it was not pleasant. I'll never forget, I had a client that had a 10-1 um, arm on his property and it adjusted in 2008 when the interest rates had run up, when the economy was in a crappy con condition. He couldn't refinance it because his credit wasn't perfect. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't perfect. He had a job. His wife has a job. They couldn't afford to hold on to their house because they had that stupid 10-1 arm. Somebody sold them and said, oh, the interest rates will come down. You'll be able to refinance. It'll be fine. Well, over that 10-year period, they didn't. And that man ended up uh, short selling his house, which to me was heartbreaking. Um, you know, for, I mean, at the end of the day, him and his wife ended up exactly where they want to be. They're living the life of Riley. They're just not homeowners anymore, which means they're missing out on the largest run-up in the history of the housing industry ever. They did not get that equity because they had to sell that house. And that, that to me is sad. So when you talk about these 2-1 buy-downs, which means within the next two years, they're buying down the interest rate so instead of, you know, basically a point gets you about a, a, an eighth off of the interest rate. So a point is 1% of the loan. And then a, a, a eighth of a point would be that point, what is that, 175 of the interest rate that you don't have to pay. Or one, not 175, 125. Any rate, um basically, uh, I think that's a fool's folly. Um, and I would rather do a buy down for the life of the loan, uh, because I think the life of the loan, uh, makes more sense. People aren't going to run out and refinance if they don't have to. So if you get them into a manageable loan for the period of time that they're going to be in that house, which used to be, Houses turned over every six or seven years. Now we're at 13, 14 years for turnover. So people aren't buying houses uh, and then doing a quick move up in, you know, six, seven, eight years like they used to. Uh, even me, and I've lived in a lot of homes over my, a lot of homes. I've been where I'm living right now for 15 years. It's the first time I've ever lived anywhere this long. So people are staying in their homes a lot longer. And uh, I think with that in mind, that 2-1 buy-down doesn't necessarily serve people. So 
we do have the interest rates have come back down to high sixes or a high fives around six something like that right now which is manageable for a lot of folks and then if you can do a buy down uh, I've been asking for my buyers for the seller to pay for a three-point buy down in almost every situation and I've been getting it um, and so what I've done with that is uh, that gets the interest rate down for my buyer over the period of the loan they don't have to go out and refinance the house uh, the payment they have is the payment they have and they can go forward with that and the write-off is within toleration so um, they can write off most of the interest on their taxes um, which is helpful helpful for them now what are we going to do going forward that's a good damn question uh of course the real estate market is moving again we had about two months uh june july where absolutely nothing was happening and everything was getting really long on the tooth on the market um and i didn't have a great reason to give get people into houses right then um, so what we did was a little bit of positioning and I got a bunch of people moving into houses uh, starting August, September, October um, because the environment was better. I, I'm not one of those sales people that sits there and can justify anything. It's like there has to be a good reason. Now, for all of you sitting out there that are waiting for the market to crash, um, yeah, it, good luck with that because we've never solved the inventory crisis. It's still not solved. We're going into 2023. We didn't build enough houses this year. As a matter of fact, builders quit building when interest rates started going up. So all we're doing right now is waiting for the houses that were already started to be built, and that's gonna be the end of that. And there, there's no starts going on right now to speak of. Um, I was actually listening to somebody uh, a couple days ago who was saying that he was going to put in a, uh, a small subdivision and create some housing himself. And uh, by the time he got all the fees and everything worked into it, um, the cost of building uh, currently, it had a return of about 3%. Now, currently for a U.S. Treasury note, you can get around 4%. There was no reason for him to take on the liability of that project and the headache and everything else, especially if that isn't his core business. So there's our problem with inventory. It remains the same. Of course, now that's a California problem because we have a lot more regulatory, this and that and the other. Um, and somehow in there is a happy medium, which as you know, whenever the government gets involved, um, it never ends well. And my position on that has always been solve it yourself so the government doesn't get involved. And we didn't, and now they're involved. So uh, I take that to how I handle my business and everything else in my life is, do I want the government involved in this aspect of my life? Probably not. So therefore I behave in a manner so that they will not want to become involved in my life uh, because... If there's ever anybody to let something run out of control and do it all bass backwards, it's our government. So let's not get them involved in our lives, just as a matter of course, if you will. So uh, that's our problem with housing in California. So based on that, will we 
have a pullback or the housing crash or a bubble or whatever you want to call it. You have to have a fundamental flaw to have a bubble. I, I like to equate a bubble with an aneurysm. So it, it's caused by a flaw in the market. Now the bubble in 2008 was caused, the flaw was bad lending practices. Just because houses are expensive, that's not a flaw in the market. That's just appreciation. That's inflation, housing inflation. Now, the, um, I would say that the housing uh, sector has been in a recession since about June. I expect this to go on for another probably six, seven, eight months, and we'll start to work our way out of it. But if you have to sell, you have to sell. And if you have to buy, you have to buy. Um, and like I always say, it depends on what you want to do for your life, not what's going on around you. Um, of course, you know, if you have a mortgage at 2.5% and your house is working for you, why would you move? And in truth, you wouldn't. But, you know, uh, if, you know, you're going through a divorce and you can't afford to keep the house, now you got to move. Um, so your, your grandmother passes away and the house needs to be sold because nobody wants to move into it or there's a reverse mortgage on it or, 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 or there's lots of reasons people are going to still need to move. And for the new families forming out there and for young folks, um, and even middle-aged and older folks that are looking, uh, to get into a house, it's a great opportunity for them because there's a lot less competition than there's been you're not fighting to get into it that stuff's all good so it really just depends so after a pretty rocky 2022 i expect us to have a pretty slow steady 2023 i don't think we're going to have any run-ups i don't think we're going to have any major crashes i don't think we're going to have any appreciation either um, the interest rate, I think is going to settle down a little less to where it is right now. I think it's going to settle in around five is where it's going to settle. And, uh, we should have a, for the first time in 15 years, a normal real estate market. So hopefully 2023 brings me exactly what I just asked for. Hope this finds everybody well. And... That's it for today.